Welcome to Cat Chat, brought to you by Dr. Elsie's Precious Cat, privately owned by Dr. Elsie, a feline-only veterinarian whose personal mission has been to formulate a wide variety of litters for all types of cats, so they keep using their litter box, which keeps them in their loving homes. Dr. Elsie has also created clean protein, wet and dry foods that are specifically appropriate for a cat's nutrition needs. I'm Tracy Hotchner, the author of The Cat Bible, everything your cat expects you to know. My mission is to entertain, educate, and inspire cat lovers like you to give your kitty cats the best possible life in nutrition, affection, and environmental enrichment. Often sharing my conversation with feline expert Dr. Michael Maria Delgado, along with other cat authors and experts. Dr. Elsie's is also the founding and continuing sponsor of my New York Cat Film Festival, which brings together short films from around the world that celebrate kitty cats. The festival premieres every fall in New York City and then travels to theaters across America and Canada, with a portion of every ticket going to local cat welfare organizations with the support of Dr. Elsie's. Dr. Michael Maria Delgado knows a lot about cats, and a lot of people come to her at felineminds.com for consultations about problems more than, what are they going to call up and say, my cat's so gorgeous and fabulous and everything's perfect, <laughs> right? I mean, you wouldn't have a business if there weren't cat problems. <laughs> cat fighting, it's very true. right? There's a yeah. lot of, of concern, uh, even online, mm. people Googling cats fighting. Don't Google it. Come back to Cat Chat. We'll talk to you about anything you want to know about. Uh, definitely the Google machine has all kinds of good things like directions to the nearest deli, but probably not the very best advice about cat behavior. What What is the kind of overview 101 on cats fighting, Michael? Yeah, it's a, it's a tricky subject, um, and it can be very stressful for cats and humans alike. And I think the first thing is, is trying to get more information. Like is, are these cats that have just met that are fighting? Right. Like they've not gotten off to a good start or is this um, cats who previously got along who are suddenly having problems? So that's a, a very important distinction, um, which may impact um, the success and the outcome and how we work with it. Um, so that's, that's kind of an important distinction. I that's think a, a lot point. of people, um, are experiencing issues with introducing a new cat into the home, right? So yep. um, in that case, um, you know, the introduction is very important. We want to get the cats off to a good start, and that means a very slow introduction with the new kitty in a safe room. I know we've, we've talked about cat introductions a bit That's on right. the show before, uh, but it never hurts to repeat. Correct. You know, it's like the, <laughs> the new cat needs their own space with everything that they need in their litter box, their food and water, their toys, their scratching posts, their bedding. And you have to help the new, the resident cat understand that, you know, the intruder is not a threat. Um, the new cat means good things happen. So this is a time where you want to be um, making sure your resident cat is getting lots of treats and playtime. And then you have to start actually getting the cats used to each other one sense at a time. So we usually start with scent by exchanging bedding um, without seeing the cat. So I think, you know, the problem is a lot of people want to see what's going to happen, right? Oh, maybe they'll be friends right away. Right. They, they, <laughs> let the cats just be together without any warning, um, any like acclimation time. And for a lot of cats, seeing a strange cat is going to lead them to become incredibly defensive yep. and try to protect themselves in their territory. And that's where the fighting tends to happen. We know from research, there's been very few studies on um, cat interactions, but there was one survey-based study that looked at cat introductions and the strongest predictor of 
problems later on was whether or not the cats fought on their first um, time seeing each other. So we really want to make sure that first visual introduction is controlled and positive. So that usually means, again, we've introduced the cats by scent. Um, your resident cat may be listening outside the door of the new cat safe room. So we've got some auditory yes. indicators, like something's new. Yep. Um, and then I prefer to, if the cats are going to see each other um, for the first time, I like it to be behind a screen door or a baby gate. Absolutely. So then they can move freely um, toward or away one another, um, but they cannot touch each other. We know there's not going to be a fight. It's going to be controlled. And if things start to go south, you close the door. <laughs> Correct. Yes. Yeah. And go south means the hair goes up. There's any mm-hmm. arching of the back, hissing, spitting. All that yes. is preparatory, defensive, aggressive behavior. And don't think that's, well, it is natural and normal for a cat when confronted with a stranger cat. Yes. Most cats yes. will react like that, but you can control it. So really, we can be in control of how it goes down. That's that's yes. what makes it a controlled environment is you have to take responsibility for each of those sensory steps, right? Yes. Yeah. And it really is like it is the human's responsibility to do this in a way that's going to be um, as low stress as possible. I mean, it is going to be stressful for most cats to meet new animals. That's just part of the process. It doesn't mean it's necessarily going to um, be terrible, but you right. have to have a lot of patience. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, if you, the more patient you are, the greater chance of success. Um, you know, it's just the way it goes and it can be very stressful and, um, you know, frustrating for people when it's not going well right off the bat, but you just have to kind of accept that it's not going to go well right off the bat. Um, because again, cats are not naturally welcoming of strangers. That's, That's right. just Part of their, you know, they they have their families, they have cats that are familiar to them, um, but new cats are not going to fit into those categories. So the majority of cats are not going to just welcome a new cat with open arms. And the other thing, Michael, is that it's not an indication of a cat's personality or even what Mm -mm. the ultimate outcome could be. Oh, that cat's a fighter. That cat's mean. Or, gosh, I never saw this in my cat before. Now I don't Mm -hmm. really like my cat. Maybe I have a bad Mm -hmm. cat after all. Because mm-hmm. he's biting, scratching, or you know, throwing his claws out, you know, like cat, like yeah. a cartoon cat. But really, yeah. all that behavior is natural and instinctive. Yeah. And unless you do control the first meeting, which could take days or weeks, the first yeah. meeting involves all these steps. That's probably going to be the default reaction, or running away and hiding. You know, I mean, if you don't fight because one person is so scared, they've now run away and hid under some furniture and they're not coming out for a while. And that's just as bad (laughs) as fighting. I mean, that poor cat is stressed to the max, too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you're you're right. Like sometimes, um, you know, a lot of people say it was so nice to people. And it's like that's not (laughs) the same as how they behave around cats they don't know. So I think um, really trying to help people understand that, um, you know, that for cats, a, a new intruder in their territory is going to trigger those defensive responses. And so the best way to reduce those responses is to go slow and to give your cat time to get used to the new cat scent, sound, and then sight, and pair the presence of the new cat with things your cat really likes, like playtime right. and treats. So that yes. is um, suddenly like, well, the arrival of this new cat seems to correspond with an increase <laughs> in treats. <laughs> so right. maybe this isn't so bad. Um, so that it's not just like this new cat's here. Um, I feel afraid. I feel um, concerned about my territory and my resources. And, um, you know, so, so that's, you know, one way to prevent 
fights between cats who are new to one another. And certainly if cats are fighting on a regular basis, there's a problem and you should separate those cats and get professional help. We should not let cats That's fight right. it out. That's right. Um, oh, God forbid. Really yeah, not. Um, I mean, any cat fight, cats have a very long, I like to think of it as how we think of elephants, long memories. Cats remember mm -hmm. bad things that happened oh, yeah. to them in a place with a person, with another cat, with a dog, yeah. uh, with a carrier that they weren't prevent, presented to properly <laughs> to begin with. Sure. And they yeah. hold on to that. They're not yep. grudge bearers, but they got a really good memory. It's like, no, I remember this sucks. I'm not doing this thing or going this place or being near yep. that thing or or creature. Yeah, fighting is not something – you must interrupt it immediately. So can you give us a couple of tips on how to do that? Is it throw a towel <laughs> over them or one of them? Or what's the quickest yeah. way? you got to break it up as quick as you can, but don't get bitten or scratched yourself. Sure. Yeah, I like to – you don't want to stick your hand in the blender, right? So, Correct. Yeah. Um, so you may need to use a blanket or um, towels. Um, you can maybe put a cushion between the cats. So we try to do things that don't involve physically touching the cats um, right. for various reasons. But being bitten and scratched is, is the main one because a cat who is in that kind of panicked fight or flight state will bite hard. They will try to defend themselves. They will not see that it's you or recognize right. that it's you trying That's to right. intervene and do something good. They are just going to give it their all to try to escape or um, get this um, threat out of their environment. So yeah, towels, blankets, um, maybe a large piece of cardboard between them and really try to get maybe whichever cat is safer to interact with, like get them right. corralled, you know, away yes. from the other one. Because and remember go, those cats are filled with adrenaline and cortisol. Yeah. They're in a heightened, yeah. heightened state. So even if you've stopped that fight, that adrenaline and cortisol is coursing through their body. Don't then instantly try to pick up one of the cats mm -mm. because that nope, cat hours. is still in fight Eight or flight hours. mode. Yeah. yeah. And you're going to get nailed. And a bad cat bite can put you not just in the ER, but in the hospital on IV antibiotics. Oh, yeah. It's really oh, I've, serious. I've known people that that has happened Me to. Me too. So, um, yeah. It's, it's not something to mess around with. Um, so you know, at that point, you need to completely separate the cats and probably seek professional help because you are going to have to basically start all over with the introduction and you may or may not be able to depending on the severity of the incident. So it really only takes one That's negative right. experience That's right. to, to ruin this whole, I mean, and, and it's true of almost anything. You have one really scary, terrifying experience. It's very easy to learn fear. It's much harder to unlearn it That's than right. to prevent it. That's exactly so, right. And that yeah. is in our control. So the second option of cat fighting is two cats who seem to have been living mm -hmm. fairly congenially, and now yeah. they had one or multiple fights. Now, we did a show on sure. redirected aggression. So is yep. one of them redirecting aggression, or has something been brewing between them? I mean, that's yep. the question. And then what do you do? Yeah, you may have to start over. Um you know, if you may have to assess your environment, why are these cats not getting along better? Is this because you don't have the adequate resources that they need to both be happy and kind of live their independent kitty lives? I mean, I think a lot of people do have, um, it, it, when you have the home set up properly, if your cats don't like each other, they can just choose to That's avoid one right. another and do their thing. That's right. And like, they've got a truce. <laughs> Yeah, so. they've got a they've got their own litter area. They've got yeah. their own tree yeah. or or vertical area. They're fed in a completely separate area. So yeah. those are their main resource and a place maybe their best favorite chair or perch where they sure. hang a lot. That's theirs. Yep. yep. 
So, so that's certainly a, a big cause of cat conflict is when you don't have the resources set up to support right. the cats that you have, right? So, yes. And it's really about the cats you have. If your cats love each other and spend a lot of time sleeping together and grooming, maybe you don't need extra that's right. everything that's like right. all over the house. Mm-hmm. But, um, but when they are maybe neutral or slightly negative, then we can support them coexisting peacefully by making sure there's abundance in, in the household. Whatever they need, there's more than the number of cats, um, and they have choices. And that's what causes the fighting. Is that right? It is, it is territorial resource-driven? It's, it's about access to resources and feeling safe, right? So if a yes. cat doesn't feel like they can safely um, access something or that if they have to share it when they don't want to, then they are going to be more likely to, to engage in some either defensive or offensive type behaviors that could escalate. So um, we're really trying to prevent that, like maybe that um, flame from really taking off. <laughs> yeah, good point. Um, yeah. And if it was yeah. redirected aggression, they're both looking out the mm-hmm. window and one of them sees the neighboring tomcat go waltzing yeah. by and freaks out from seeing it. And that can happen with a lot of cats, which is really what we're talking about. Just seeing through glass another cat turns on his otherwise great buddy and it just goes for him. Now, if you happen to be there, you can certainly intervene with the blanket, the pillow, the towel. And Mm -hmm. it may be just a one-shot deal, right? I mean, in that moment, you just tell the other one who got attacked, you explain it to him really had nothing to do with you, sweetie. Don't take it personally. Well, what we usually do is separate them for a few hours. And then when they're calmed down, you know, do a little visual, um, you know, but, but sometimes these issues can linger. Um, I've had more than one client who accidentally stepped on one of their cats, like their tail and that cat screamed. And then the other cat um, think something's wrong and attacks the first cat. Wow. And fighting, right. So it's not wow. necessarily just even seeing cats outside. It can be totally driven by things inside. And so the cat experiences pain and um, either reacts to the other cat, like they cause the pain or the cat who is a bystander reacts to the screaming of the cat who was stepped on My as goodness. if there's a threat in the environment. And then it's like, once a fight starts, it's like kind of spirals out of control. But in any case, I do recommend um, at least a brief, separation with kind of following the standard introduction process that you would use if the cats didn't know each other. Um, And in some cases, I do send people to their veterinarian to um, explore medication because um, when a cat is in that panicked state, um, and now it's been associated with the other cat, again, once it's been learned, it can be very hard to unlearn. And what tends to happen to some cats is that that initial incident does lead to... um, being more likely to react negatively in the future, even if something less um, triggering happens. That's a really good point. I mean, people who have emotional issues, particularly anxieties, fears, um, Mm -hmm. when they, and there's, and doesn't matter how many shrinks they go to or how much they think rationally, many times when they get a medication that lowers anxiety, whatever that may be for that individual person, and we're talking about it now for a cat, to just take the, the, the flame out of it, suddenly yeah. life is very different for them. I know a few young mm-hmm. women like that. And I'm like, no kidding. Yeah, everything for them was so difficult, just the normalest things. And well, now what life is different. Is, yeah, you, you become sensitized, right? So yes. now, so imagine, I mean, we talked about this before, like, you know, I know after like my apartment got broken into, like after that, if I heard yes. noise in the yard, I was like, what's that? Yes, <laughs> yes. What was that? Who's there? Is there yeah. one in the yard? You know, so you just become much more sensitive. So for your cats, if um, 
you know, if you had a scary incident with the other cat, then maybe um, your owner accidentally drops a book and that makes you jumpy. And then now you're like, what's that the other cat? You know, and now you're stressed out. And so you see them and you um, might be like more likely to go up to them and swat them. And then suddenly there's a fight again. So, um, so you just have to be aware that your cat may be, even though they look like they're back to normal, inside they might be a little more on edge and so you have to be sensitive to that that's a really good point and it doesn't necessarily have to be medication for life it can be a bridge period of time during which the Mm -hmm. cat is mellowed out with medication and then tapered off obviously under the care of a certified you know cat behaviorist slash veterinarian and then you know and then everything is smooth again It's, it's just like remaking the bed with no wrinkles Yeah, I think we talked about this before, but with redirected aggression, I think it's particularly like heart-wrenching for the owners when the cats were close in the past, um, like were best of friends and now can't coexist with one another. And so that's why I often encourage those people to talk to their veterinarian or veterinary behaviorist because um, the emotional part for the human is, is very hard. Um, I, I do think like we talked, you know, you know, that medication can facilitate that transition for a lot of cats. Um, but because the human is so invested in yes. the cats being friends that we don't want to wait and let these cats keep fighting. That's a really great point. Well said. Yeah. Dr. Michael Maria Delgado has a great um, behavior consultation practice, felineminds.com, but she's my co-host on Cat Chat. And just a great pleasure for me to share cat advice and solve problems with her. Thank you, Michael, so much. Thank you, Tracy. Thank you for listening. I hope this conversation has deepened your understanding and appreciation of cats everywhere. It's been brought to you by Dr. Elsie's Precious Cat, which created their own clean protein cat foods inspired by the protein levels found in a cat's natural prey to better satisfy a cat's appetite with ingredients naturally intended for her body. 90% of the protein in clean protein is animal-based, not plant-based as in many cat foods, which can compromise cats' health. Clean protein is the first dry cat food I can personally recommend as a healthy choice, although I always hope that wet food will be your cat's primary diet. Thanks again for being here.